Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, the Port of Long Beach. Our guest tonight, Lorianne Guzman, president of the Long Beach Board of Harbor Commissioners, and Rick Cameron, managing director of planning and environmental affairs for the Port of Long Beach, as we continue our 24th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. This is a special edition of our show focused on the port of Long Beach. And our guest for the entire show is Lorianne Guzman, who is the president of the Long Beach Board of Harbor Commissioners. Uh, president Guzman, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on being appointed to the Harbor Commission. I know what an important position that is in our community. Thank you very much. It's a great honor. Yeah. Well, we are watching the cranes come in and the bridge going up and the Middle Harbor. Give us a, an update on, uh, on how that all is going. So the port is going through an extraordinary time right now. We are in, going through a $4 billion investment program in our infrastructure. We have a number of really amazing capital projects that are going to change the history and change the, the trajectory of our port complex as we know it. We have our Middle Harbor project, which is, will, will be the greenest terminal that we have and also one of the greenest and most environmentally sustainable terminals in all of North America. So we're very excited about that. It's, it'll be near zero emission, fully electric, and will reduce emissions significantly while at the same time creating new jobs. So it's a great balance of economic growth with environmental sustainability, bringing it all together very nicely. We also have our Gerald Desmond Bridge project, which as you know, will also be a major factor in increasing the velocity of the cargo and the movement of cargo out of our facility and enabling us to be big ship ready bringing those large and container that, vessels here to Long the, Beach. The industry is moving towards larger and larger vessels and you need a, a deep channel and you need a higher uh, bridge to accommodate uh, those uh, vessels uh, visiting your port. Absolutely, you need the combination of both. You need the, the depth that we have naturally in Long Beach being a Pacific port and we already have the, the deep water levels that you need, 55 feet for example. But at the same time we need to make sure that we can accommodate these mega vessels. And the Benjamin, the Benjamin containers. Franklin, yes. the largest ship recently visited 18,000 TEUs. Correct, 18,000 TEUs and at the Middle Harbor project we'll actually be able to take in 22,000 container oh vessels. God. 24,000 So the vessels. movement in the industry is towards larger and larger and larger, and uh, some of them are even too large to go through the expanded Panama Canal, which uh, is helpful to us competitively. Absolutely. So with the investments that we're making along with the Port of Los Angeles, we will be the hub for the big ships to come here into North America and make their way and their cargo through to you know the middle of the United States. And I know that just physically, Long Beach, LA is closer to Asia than any other West Coast port by mileage. 
That's correct, and I think that's what gives us that competitive edge, if you will. We are the shortest, the most direct route from the Far East to uh, Middle America. It's about 19 days for us, while it might take anywhere between 24 to 30 days going through the Panama Canal or some of the alternative routes. And I know uh, Executive Director John Slangerup is a bear on on through time and process. He was formerly with uh, um, FedEx. FedEx. And so he understands the, the time is money, whether it's in mail, packages, or in this case, ships. And so he looks at the whole thing as time from uh, embarkation to destination and, and trying to cut more and more time off, uh, uh, off the trip. Absolutely. We know that time is money. And so the most direct route is the one that's most, most beneficial to our customers, most beneficial to the consumer. They need the our retail. Um, outlets, they need their goods at a certain time, and so we're able to provide that reliability, that, that rapidity, the velocity, and so we're really excited to have that competitive And the, a ship does not make money for the owner when it's sitting at the docks, just Correct. like a plane sitting in an airport isn't making any money for the, for the airline. So you have an incentive to make that turnaround time as fast as possible. We do, and that's also why we're investing in on-dock rail, for example trying to increase our on-dock rail currently from 28% to about 50%. Same concept, making really? sure 50 that over the next decade. Really? Yes. And that takes trucks off the road, of course, and helps us motorists who have to go on those freeways with less trucks. Less trucks, and it's also less pollution. So we're really and excited about that. Yeah. Very exciting times, as you say. So what are your priorities as, as president uh, of the Board of Harbor Commissioners? My priorities as president of the board are, you know, are shared. We you know we're a great board. We have five extraordinary members who are very dedicated. And you have three women on the board now. We the do. first time ever, the women are in the majority. For whatever that we're means. We're very excited about that. Yeah. It's the first time that we have an all-female slate of officers, and just a really amazing group of professionals. I'm so delighted and thankful to be working with folks who are just pioneers in their industries. They're they're experts in their fields, and they bring a collective savvy and business acumen to to the port that I think is really valuable. But our priorities right now are, are threefold, really. It's to promote trade, it's to make sure that we are financially sustainable over the long term, and also making sure that we're guiding the port's development in a way that makes sense for, for the long term. And our port is known throughout the world as a, as a cutting edge in green technology, I understand. It is. I mean, we are known as the green port. Uh, we're, we're now uh, making sure that our, our customers and the world understands that we're the green port of the future. We're very forward thinking, but our green initiatives really date back to our green port policy, our landmark policy that we adopted going on 11 years now ago. And it really changed the, the landscape, I think, for ports globally. And so other ports throughout the world, they look to the port of Long Beach and what we've done, we've cut emissions by 85%. Uh, that helps the community while still sustaining very strong economic growth. And so I think what we've proven at the Port of Long Beach is that you can grow your business while at the same time taking care of the community, taking care of the environment, and doing it in a way that's really responsible and green. It's great that the port has that sense of social responsibility. We'll talk later uh, in a little more detail about it. And not only in keeping uh, the port green, as you point out, but also helping in other areas of, uh, of our city 
uh, with supporting uh, worthwhile projects. In the next segment, we're going to be joined by Rick Cameron, who's the Managing Director of Planning and Environmental Affairs. Stay with us. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Welcome back to the special edition of Straight Talk, focused on the Port of Long Beach. We're joined now by Rick Cameron, who's the Managing Director of Planning and Environmental Affairs for the Port. Rick, welcome to our show. Thank you, Art. What do you see as the environmental uh, priorities for the Port now? Well, as President Guzman uh, just alluded to, um, our board just reconfirmed their commitment uh, to our Greenport policy just this last uh, July. And uh, we've been uh, remarkably successful and in the last 11 years um, with regards to implementing our Clean Air Action Plan with Port of Los Angeles, as well as all of our stakeholders, uh, including the community. Uh, the community uh, really um, deserves a lot of credit uh, for really keeping, uh, holding our feet to the fire on our, on our commitments um, for cleaning the air um, and having healthy communities. So with that commitment, our board is also, with the leadership of President Guzman, has directed staff um, uh, working with the Port of Los Angeles to develop what we call CAP 3.0. And so that's a really big effort we're working on right what now. What does that stand for? Uh, sorry, it's the Clean Air Action Plan, uh, and it's the San Pedro Bay Clean Air Action Plan, otherwise known as CAP. And so... So the Port of LA is aboard this common effort? It, it's a, it is a partnership. Um, in 2006, we developed what we call the first San Pedro Bay Clean Air Action Plan, or the CAP. And it's a joint effort, uh, and it looks at strategies for the entire San Pedro Bay. Um, there are many programs, such as the Clean Trucks Program, who has been award-winning, very successful uh, in, in cleaning up all the port 
uh, trucks that come and go through our neighborhoods and go up, up the I-710, um, and as well as cold ironing or shore power. Um, those are really big programs. So the ships come in and they plug in instead of keeping their diesel engines going, is which is dirty. Correct. They plug in like we do at home, mm -hmm. but it's much bigger. Exactly. And they use electricity. Exactly. Huge investment by the port. Another also a huge investment for um, our customers in the shipping lines that, that come to the port. But the, the emissions benefits um, are remarkable. And so, once again, as President Guzman alluded to, you know, we've invested a lot. But it also is is investment of our of our um, our customers, and they understand the importance of this, um, and that is only going to make us more successful in the future. And that's what we're focused on with our cleaner action plan 3.0, is not just looking at the technologies um, in terms of equipment, but also looking at efficiencies. Um, it's a really big thing, as you alluded to uh, earlier, with with uh, um, with my boss John Sengler. Uh, heading up what we call our supply chain optimization. So we're going to take a lot of those strategies to look for being more efficient in our business, sure. as well as um, really focusing on um, the next evolution of technologies for zero emission. Talk about this Energy Island uh, project that's upcoming. Energy Island is really a, it's, it's a, it's a long-range concept of, of an energy program. I, I, it really is a, um, uh, a connection to our environmental um, uh, uh, efforts. Is the concept that you want to build your own power plant there? No, it, it, I think the title takes takes a life of its own a little bit. It really yeah. is looking for um, the future infrastructure we need um, to support um, our uh, our infra, uh, zero emission technologies. And what kinds of things might that include? Um, really, everything. Our board just approved um, an efficiency program, a match program, really, which which is um, looking for what we call low hanging fruit, changing out um, old lights, being more efficient with our existing infrastructure. Um, in the long range, we're really looking for strategies. We're developing a roadmap um, that would look at things such as possibly fuel cells. Um, expanding upon our, um, our renewables such as solar um, and as well as really trying to have more energy management systems in place and so what we're going to be doing is, is um, possibly looking at a couple pilot projects to um, test out some of these strategies and see how they fit within the overall port complex in our operations. And I know on the bridge you built a bikeway uh, and, uh, with, with uh Kudos to the late Mark Bixby for yes. really pushing that. But that is an environmentally friendly addition to this billion-dollar-plus bridge. It really is. The port, uh, with the leadership of our board and, and, and our, our local elected officials and community, um, we really are looking for um, active connections, um, like, uh, walking paths, um, the bike paths, um, linking in really what I would call the east side and into integration into our city's bike master plan. Sure. Um, we can't have bikes roaming all around the port, <laughs> but I think we can find ways to connect back into the community, into our city, and have that active transportation in, in safe areas of the port. And uh, President Guzman mentioned in the first segment uh, Middle Harbor and the environmental uh, benefits that flow from Middle Harbor, uh, but there also are uh, efficiencies in operations for Middle Harbor. That is correct. I mean, uh, that Middle Harbor is, there's a lot of people looking at Middle Harbor and, and wanting to see how it really is going to um, work um, because it really is the first fully um, electrified 
um, marine container terminal uh, in, in the United States, uh, the way it's been designed and set up. So well, it's, it's so really exciting to me that, that, that we're doing cutting-edge stuff, Lori, uh, here in Long Beach, uh, not only benefiting the shippers and benefiting the port, but just aesthetically to be the first and, and the greenest uh, is kind of exciting. Well, we're, we're known for being global trendsetters. And so these are just some of the things that we're doing to set ourselves apart, to increase our competitiveness, but to show the world that you can, you can be environmentally sustainable, you can give back to the community, you can grow the business. All of these things are doable. They're not mutually exclusive. So Rick, you've been with the port for, I think, what, 15, 20 years, something like that? Uh, about 17 years 17. overall. Yeah. So it must be exciting to, to work in a place that, that is cutting edge like this. It, it's never a dull moment working at the port. Yeah. Uh, there's always great opportunities. I think with the leadership of our board um, uh, today, the past, and I know in the, in the, in the future, um, as President Guzman alluded to, you know, we're starting to look for the long range of the, of the green port of the future. Um, and we're thinking about our strategies now, you know, we, we have to watch out in the near term, uh, but we also need to be thinking about the long term. And that's something that the board has, has been um, working with staff to develop a more of a, a, a our strategic plan and, sure. and how are we going to get to be the green port of the future. Um, we're excited about a lot of things that we are doing. Um, we have a, a, a what we call a land use study, mm -hmm. and that's something that um, really the board uh, will be um, presented and we're going to be having some study sessions and also engaging other stakeholders, our community stakeholders, to get their input in this and, and have some options and some flexibility for the future. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Let me just point out that the top of the bridge will be the tallest point in downtown Long Beach, taller even than the World Trade Center. So it'll be an iconic bridge lit up at night. Can't wait to see it. Thanks so much for joining us, Rick. Thank you so much, Art. Stay with us. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Phone! Does anybody work here? Jeez. Satellite TV, what's the problem? I have a question about my bill. And since you merged with the phone company, I don't know who I'm supposed to call. Well, you should probably call the phone company. I did. They told me to call you. Please call them back and tell them that we told you to call them. They told me you tell me that. And told me to call you. Let me transfer you directly to the phone company then. It's wow. time to move on from satellite. For customer service without the runaround, get Spectrum. They transferred him back, sir. We're back continuing the conversation with President Lori Guzman. Uh, Lori, what are the current operational challenges to, for the port? 
Our current operational challenges stem mostly from the weakening economy. So we have a situation right now where the United States economy is, is still growing, but at a very small rate. As you know, GDP for this first quarter of the fiscal year or of the calendar year was only 0.5%, which marks a slowdown from the previous quarter of 1.7%. And so we're seeing flat to very little growth. It's the same abroad. You know, European economy is also slowing down. And of course, we've been hearing consistently in the news about the Chinese economy. And so all of those things obviously impact trade. They impact um, cargo volumes. We did have record volumes last year, and we're seeing that slow down. And so for us, the biggest challenge will be as, as a board is to make sure that we're still growing our business, but in a way that's financially sustainable given the market challenges that we're facing. And it's a very competitive business with other mm -hmm. ports. People have shippers have choices of where they go, and you need to maintain your efficiencies to make Long Beach uh, the most attractive possible port to these shippers that do have these options. Absolutely. We're not resting on our laurels. We're not assuming that because we have the most direct route or that we're, we have this $4 billion capital investment program that the business will necessarily come to us. And so we also implement a very strong personal touch. We believe in customer service. Our staff and the board, we traveled all over the world in the last 12 to 18 months, meeting with terminal operators, retailers, beneficial cargo owners to and, seal those relationships. And that's particularly important in the culture of uh, many of those a Asian countries. They want Indeed. that personal. Yes, they want to know that their business partner cares about them, their needs, and that we're planning well, for the future. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I wish more American companies would adopt that attitude instead of it all being dollars and cents and transactional. I think the personal touch matters and the customer service is really important. It's a, that's not something that we're going to give up on despite all of our other, what we believe to be, competitive Absolutely. advantages. Well, let's spend a moment getting up personal with you as, uh, as the president and uh, you and your two female colleagues uh, have a majority on the board now, but uh, you grew up in New York as I did. And what brought you to California? So I came to California in 1999 uh, with my uh, first husband. And so I was able to actually make the cross-country venture. And I came from the public sector in New York and then entered into the private sector here working for one of the Wall Street firms located right here in Long Beach, Smith Barney, at the World Trade Center. And then I decided I wanted to go back into public service that I... Why? Why? I found you, that... You could probably make more money down with a Wall yes. Street type firm, but uh, you wanted uh, what to, to feel that what you were doing had some social significance? Well, I, I learned a couple of things about myself. One is I'm not driven by money. And, uh, right. and so that was, that was a challenge for me. I also found that I just, I just love giving back to the community and I love the dynamic nature of local government where you're providing where the a multitude, meets the, the it's where the rubber meets the road. road, and you're providing a multitude of services to the public, and you have that that one-on-one -on -one contact with your residents, with the businesses. And particularly in Long Beach, which is yes. this, even though it's the seventh largest city and the 33rd largest, community. it's the biggest small city in America, we it like is. to say. Very, very um, hometown feel. Yep. People are very passionate about the issues and the yeah. community that we serve. And so I, I found that that's just more, uh, I'm more passionate about that kind of and work. You worked for the city of Long Beach, I think, as director of finance for a while, and now you're down in Huntington Beach. Yes, so I was city controller for some time uh, for the city of Long Beach, and then I became the chief financial officer uh, during the Great Recession. So it was a very tough time. Yeah. I worked with Mayor Bob Foster 
and City Manager Pat West and an amazing council that I think did a, a great job to make sure that the city didn't overextend itself. And, and now I am the finance director for the city of Huntington Beach. Wow. Well, uh, what you said about giving back, uh, Long Beach uh, has so many nonprofit entities with people involved in giving back through through the nonprofit world, which is an expanding area of our economy generally, but particularly in Long Beach. And uh, it's that sense of community that you refer to, I think, that makes Long Beach very special. You probably suffered from culture shock, as I did when I first <laughs> moved from New York City out to Long Beach. I did. In the beginning, it was a hard adjustment. I think just not having the same opportunities for the walkability, for one, and getting yes. to know the different communities But now communities we're becoming a walkability. We you are. see, we're, we're following in the footsteps of New York. Indeed. Weren't we rated one of the top 10 cities recently for walkability, yes. which is a word I'd never heard of before. Yeah. But it, it, is, it is fantastic. It's a great way to connect communities as well. And so, But there, it was a bit of a culture shock when I first moved out here. But, but I we love, adapt. I love and the city. Yeah. Me too. And it's raising a, our children here is really important as well. And so yeah. really excited to be a part of this dynamic. And how do you city. view your future? Uh, I mean, this is not a full-time job, although it takes a lot of time. And you have to travel, be away from home, be away from your kids, uh, as was mentioned in the last segment, mm -hmm. because of the need for personal touch. But uh, where do you see yourself in five or ten years? You know, that's a good question. I think um, I love the public sector. I'll probably still remain in the public sector. I also love finances, and so maybe an opportunity at the state level. I have worked for a state government in the past. I used to uh -huh. work for the for the New York State Division of the Budget. Something that I would be interested in. The numbers in. don't change, except the the deficits seem to change as you get further away from local cities. Uh, well, that's not fair to the state because we do balance it, but uh, Washington certainly... Well, we balance it now. We do a much better job at balancing at the state level now, yeah. and so that's great. I, you know, we definitely but see Washington change there. is out of control. They just print money there. Well, you know, I think this is why you need strong leadership yes. in, all of these, in all of these arenas. Leadership is so important to any institution, isn't it? Whether it's a, a corporation, a university, uh, a country. With good leadership, th good things happen. With bad leadership, not the same. It's, it's for, for me, I find it's leadership and courage. You have to have the courage to make the tough decisions when the tough decisions need to be made and to have the courage to stand up for doing what's right. And it sounds very cliche, but when I've seen cities or states go down a bad financial path, it's basically that lack of courage. And so I think we have great leadership at the port, great leadership at the city. So I'm very, I'm very optimistic and bullish about our future. I'm so glad you mentioned that because as a professor retired of not only legal studies but of ethics, uh, it is so important and, and good leadership makes all the difference and, and integrity and the courage to make the tough decisions even if not popular. Uh, you know, Jack Kennedy wrote a book, Profiles in Courage, years ago, uh, my first presidential vote. And uh, it's sad to say there are not a lot of examples of profiles in courage these days. It's definitely getting a bit tougher, that's for sure, but I think that's why we need to develop the youth and make sure that we're instilling these values in them because they are the future and, and the yeah. port invests in a lot of programs for children to scholarships, absolutely. scholarships and internships and, and so you take helping our, to develop that. You take some of our Long Beach State students that have had very successful careers at your port, so we, we do. thank you for that. We give back to the community quite a bit, and so that's one of the things that we're most proud of. Wonderful. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages.
Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. Long Beach is very fortunate to have a world-class port like the Port of Long Beach as part of our community. One out of every eight jobs in this area is attributable to the port. So it's a major economic engine, and we're the beneficiaries of having it. Lori, thank you for joining us. And any last words for our viewers? Yes, thank you, Art, for having me. And on behalf of the Board of Harbor Commissioners, we're just thrilled to be a part of the community. We have an amazing group of talented staff, and we believe that we need to deliver jobs, we need to protect the environment, we need to be socially responsible, and we're achieving all of those things with the great leadership of our mayor, our elected officials, our city council, and just so thrilled to be a part of the community. So thank you. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you at home for being our guest. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.